You're listening to The Eastern Shake, interviewing the world's diverse bar scene, happily off the beaten track and from all sides of the counter. Welcome back. Today we're in Krakow, Poland, and we're in the bar Mercy Brown. It's an amazing speakeasy, super hard to find, really enjoyable to be on the hunt. We're close to opening up. First guests are, oh, I think first guests are coming already, so we need to hurry up. I sit here with Oleg Schota of Mercy Brown. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me, uh, Robert. It's always a pleasure to see you and to talk to you. It was a long time that we seen each other last time. For sure. But I think a lot, a lot happened in my and your life, so I think we'll be having a few, few topics to discuss. Absolutely, and even if there wouldn't be, Mercy Brown is super interesting. Can you give us a short idea of who you are, what do you do here, what's special about Mercy Brown? Sure, yes, yes. So the Mercy Brown is a speakeasy bar, which was opened over four years ago now. It was a concept of a couple of friends who visited Berlin a couple of times. Really? And they, yes, yes, they fell in love with the speakeasy concept and they thought about having such a place here in Krakow. It was the first speakeasy in Krakow. The first couple of months, actually, maybe even over a year, was pretty heavy on us since, you know, people needed to change the way of their seeing the bar scene and, and how they are drinking their drinking habits, let's say. Also, let's say like the mysterious thing about Mercy is again all about speakeasy concept. Did guests enjoy to search for the bar in the beginning or was it a turn-off? So first it was mostly uh, friends and people like friends of a friends. It was really hard to, to find guests without an advertising system. We are still keeping that way. We are uh, of course having a Facebook page which is let's say the thing that you need to do while you're having even a bar or restaurant nowadays. But that's the only way we are, let's say, able to, to be found by, by people who are looking for us. In the end, the bar is smaller than quite a few in Krakow, but you're still big for a speakeasy. You seat about 100 guests maybe? So we are having 69 seats and like we always love playing with numbers. So that's why we are having 13 seats by the bar. We are calling it lucky 13, not unlucky one. Mm -hmm. For the first three or even four menus, we are keeping 13 cocktails in the menu. Now we are trying to keep, again, that like 13 as a main core and a few more as kind of like additional since we are growing up. Yeah, growing up and growing. You are so busy that a couple of cocktails have to be pre-batched, otherwise you're in trouble. To be honest, in the first couple of menus, we didn't batch any of cocktails. We found the need for that while we were starting getting very, very busy. Let's say it was like two years ago. And we did some research how much time we are saving by doing that. And it's, of course, always for greater good, like, you know, to be able to talk with the guests by the bar instead of doing the same pours over and over 100 times per night. Mm -hmm. At the same time, guests, of course, they come for a little bit of opera but you're focusing a lot on good service. You have always a couple of service staff that take care of the guests outside of the bar. Huh? Yes, yes, we, we are always keeping our staff members at least at five or six people. During the weekends, we are expanding that to sometimes even nine people. Also, we are keeping that kind of like bigger staff during the burlesque nights, which we are having. 
and the burlesque it was kind of like a jackpot for us people were you can say that they were craving for such an event in Krakow especially that we are having burlesque performers from Prague also few of the performers are coming from Berlin so that's very interesting for everybody I would say how often do you do it per month usually we are trying to keep it at twice per per month sometimes there are months in which we are having that three times during the summer it's a bit more quiet time so uh, we are lowering that to one or two it depends on a month mm -hmm. and from what i see krakow's bar scene is getting better and better and there are interesting bars for sure here and in kazimierz kazimierz is the like the lower town the formerly jewish town of krakow i feel mercy brown has started it in this town so the concept of speak easy yes the concept of cocktail bar not really i can't really talk very freely about it because it was back in the day where, <laughs> while I was still out of Krakow and I was traveling around Europe but there were a few places which were kind of like uh, the precursor of the cocktails in Krakow. They are still open but since they are not in a speakeasy theme uh, unfortunately they are not as popular because not being speakeasy which is let's say like a trend right now. Okay yeah not only here Krakow sees probably millions of tourists every year, so these bars are probably run over by tourists, international tourists. Yes, at our place, Mercy Round, I can say that we are having around like 50% of our guests are uh, tourists and the, the other half is the people who either lives in, in Poland or Krakow. We are also having a very uh, big number of people who are coming back to us and they are becoming a friends of the bar. So. That's very, very good to have such a people because, you know, they will show up a couple of times in a week and it's always fun to have friends, you know. And it builds a community inside of the bar. It's uh, something that uh, I'm missing a little bit in the super touristy part of town. Now, Krakow is the main town and Kazimierz is the second town, formerly Jewish. Are there two different bar scenes here that we see? Is there some history that influences the current bar scene? So I would say there are a couple of very, very good bars in the Kazimierz, the, the Jewish quarter. It's really hard to say that we or they are different uh, to each other. Of course, you cannot open two like, same-looking bars and giving your fingers crossed that both of them will be a big success. Every bar needs to be a bit different and I find it very good for the business because if the people feel let's say somehow uncomfortable with what we are doing or they are feeling a bit i don't know maybe too formal which we are not insisting on they can always find another spot in some bar at the jewish quarter so you are really taking it all the way with your wish to be in the style of a speakeasy so uh, our decor is set in like 1920s of prohibition time we are not forcing people to dress up for you know having fun at our bar but people are let's say maybe they are sometimes looking for such places to which they can you know dress up and let's say pretend that they are back in 1920s which was very very good years for fashion let's say as yeah. well and maybe step out of their regular life yes yes mm -hmm. even i remember the times that i was coming here as a guest and it was always very you know like a relaxing and giving me a very good time for rethinking what I am doing with my life. Oh yeah, great. And then there's another, I think, popular or famous speakeasy in town, the Ust Ust. 
from mouth to mouth and they uh, super speak easy as well in a fun way but they're very 80s or 90s I feel so it's interesting how Krakow plays with the idea of a speakeasy it doesn't have to be one or the other it's uh, dynamic yes yes the Ostdaost bar is another speakeasy which is like you said in the set with the decor around like 80s 90s kind of like a disco era the bartenders there are let's say putting very very big thoughts on like happy bartending you can at the first glance see that they are less formal than let's say our place but the menu is very very interesting even Maciek Mazur the head bartender just won the world class competition here in Poland and now he'll be going for the global final so you can find their very very interesting combination of ingredients and highly recommend that as well serious drinking in a fun atmosphere yes yes <laughs> and now to conclude our little chats let's go back to mercy brown and to you oleg you've been traveling a lot over europe so you've seen a lot outside of krakow and outside of poland can you compare your local scene to the one of berlin of course maybe london maybe another eastern european capital so Like you mentioned, I was traveling a lot, but unfortunately it was the time that I was international truck driver, so I couldn't really enjoy the bars in each country. But since I'm enjoying the bars and it's my hobby and, and like a, a way of life, I've been in Amsterdam. I had the opportunity to visit a few bars from the top 50 bars around the world, and it was an amazing experience. I would say that we are very very close to the level of the way that they are providing service at their places recently we were having a guest shift from one of the bartender from Jitterbook Saloon he was the winner of Shiva's Master in Netherlands i'm going for the exchange there on september so if you'll be in september in amsterdam i highly recommend you to swing by to the Jitterbook Saloon no i will <laughs> But uh, going back to the, to the question about like the bar scene here in Krakow and the rest of the cities in Europe, I would say since nowadays traveling is very very easy thing to do, we need to let's say put our standards really up high because people who are living in bigger cities they are coming to Krakow, which is very very beautiful city, and even that you're on vacation or, or holiday or just a city break you still need to be served in a way that you will be served at your hometown so the standard need to be high do you feel the town of Krakow achieves that or is there still a lot to learn when you compare it to other interesting capitals or basins so in most places that i'm visiting while i'm living in Krakow i don't feel that we are lacking that kind of level or anything mm, so do i And in most places you're having really great time with with a service and the food and drinks are very good. It's the, like the places in which you can experience those things are growing like each and every day. So I think you will be very satisfied if you'll come to Poland. Absolutely. It's uh, the case with Warsaw. It's definitely the case with Krakow. I absolutely agree. So basically we can conclude that everybody come to Krakow, check out the bar scene. It's super worth visiting. Thank you for your time. We can hear that like more and more guests pour in in the background. So let's uh, <laughs> turn you loose <laughs> so you can pour out some cocktails. Okay, thank you. Thank uh, you thanks for having me and uh, cheers to everybody. Come over to Mercy Brown. That was our single episode with Oleg Schota of Krakow. What an amazing city to see 
and what a versatile bar scene to check out. If you're interested in checking out versatility, do find our other podcast, Cocktail in the Nachtschwärmer, as well. Subscribe if you want to hear more about the Berlin bar scene or Eastern European one. You're listening to The Eastern Shake, interviewing the world's diverse bar scene, happily off the beaten track and from all sides of the counter. Thank you.